You are listening to Musique's Behind the Musos. Hi, I'm Raphael Love, and you're listening to The Same Dream Over Again. It's my song. And I'm from Melbourne and make art pop music. Hey guys, welcome back to Behind the Muso. I am Josh. I am joined by Will and Raphael. Raphael, welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Very good. That's very good. All right. Well, let's get into it. Um, so your song, The Same Dream, came out a little bit ago. How do you feel about it since its release? I mean, yeah, I feel good. You know, at first I was a little bit, uh, you know, gee, I hope this is received well, but it's it's gone well. It's got national airplay. It's got international airplay. It was on some uh, New York radio stations and stuff like that. And I was over the moon by that kind of reception. And you know, I have had people giving me compliments about parts of it that I had no idea that yeah you know, I didn't even see is is pretty. And and uh, people talk about the lush arrangements and how they love that sort of thing. And I'm like, thank you so much. You know, that's awesome. So I mean, that's I, I feel good. Hear. Feel good. Feel that's positive. Really good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and one thing that really stood out to me when I was listening to it is the instrumentation. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to ask a little bit about that. How did you go about choosing your instrumentation? So I am a classically trained cellist um, and Mm -hmm. I loved loved the cello. So um, you mentioned (laughs) off air that you're a guitarist um, and how did those other instruments come to play? So I play the guitar and I play the piano and all those sort of things. And, um, well, I mean, I don't know, because I can't read music. I've never been able to read music, except right. for, like, you know, guitar chords and tabs and stuff. I've never been able to read the notation and the theory. So I worked with my producer, Joshua Moriarty, of uh, Miami Horror and uh, currently Telenova. Um, he's a great guy. He's got plenty of instruments and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? I, f- I feel like this section needs a cello, needs some sort of deep string instrument. So... Um, he has a little MIDI keyboard. We ran through a part. Oh, I, I was like, okay, I just sort of did it by feel. Duh, 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 duh. And then he notated it and uh, we brought in a session cellist and uh, she was amazing. She was really nice. She was, she'd been doing it for ages and she just ran through it and it was, sounded lovely. And it was, it all just sort of fit like a nice puzzle. I know. And I have to say, it's a beautiful instrument. Um, mm. <laughs> this sounds a little biased. Or <laughs> celebrating the cello. <laughs> Difficult to take on the bus if you're learning at school. Yeah. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. It's been for 12 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, but it's, it's actually really admirable that even though you could have just settled with MIDI strings, that you went to the effort to mm. actually get a mm. proper cellist because... You can tell the difference and it's just another layer of authenticity, which I think Absolutely. Sure, sometimes sure. people miss, but the people who appreciate it are really appreciate it. And so I think therefore it's like worth it, you know? So it's thank you like for that. It really adds, yeah, really adds to it. <laughs> of um, So when you're releasing music, do you feel a sort of pressure and how do you deal with it? Um, yeah, I feel a pressure. You know, speaking about it before, it's just like uh, it's the idea of wanting to get everything right, wanting to get the timing right, wanting to get the reception right, wanting to make sure that the song sounds right. And you know, we all 
you're a singer, there's a good chance that you're not a huge fan of the sound of your own voice. So you're always like finding these tiny faults, I guess, people who make TV shows or make movies or whatever, or, or books, even authors. Um, I, I'm an author myself, so I, I feel this. So it's like you put a work out there and you look at it a day later, a week later and a month later, and you're like, oh, there's that little bit there. I should have just rephrased that sentence or I should have, you know, I should have sung that tiny bit better. And, and my producer, uh, Josh Morality, has said he's he's real hard on me in that case. He's like, no, that sounds good. Stop doing it. Sounds good. Leave it alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and that's so interesting to hear how uh, it's probably something to do with your personality that in the various arts that you engage with in, in the art mm-hmm. of writing and the art of music as well, that you're the same in both aspects. So how do you feel that impacts on your creative process as you go through in actually producing the song? Um, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to suppress it um, so that I can get a much richer output. I mean, I, this is the only song I currently have released, but I have other songs that are sitting there ready to be released sort of thing. One of those songs, it took, um, one of those songs, it took about a six hour session. It's, it's got even more instruments than this song. And yet that other song has less instruments and took about a, took, I don't know, over 30 hours of, re, you know, f- refiguring out. It's a complete song, but, you know, there's just always something wrong. And then I'm like, nah, that's it. Scrap everything. Let's start again. I happened like three times. And I think it's just, getting over this sort of uh, almost insecurity of not trusting yourself or not trusting the song to be complete like that. And do you find that's one of the, the beautiful aspects of the music that you create that you can come back to it a couple of months later and, and consider it to be imperfect? God, I wish. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I like, I want to, so what I do is I will just not touch it generally. I will just not listen to it because I know that, thank you very much, ambulance. I know that if I do, I will see something. I will hear something and I'll go, no. So I've got to be like, okay, the day that it was put out, the day that I said, you know, put the stamp on it, this is done, this is complete. Everybody said, you know, it's good, it's finished. I must trust that and not think, oh, you know what, got to go back and fix it. Mm. Got to trust myself, got to trust how it was in the day. Yeah. Definitely. Pretty much. It's yeah. a common theme here, actually. A lot of people, you know, commonly just doubt themselves. And it's just, it's actually quite a talent to be able to deal with that. It's like, no, I got it. I got it. It's fine. It's good. You know? Yeah, definitely. Instead of just overthinking it the whole time because oh, it's very, man. very common. Mm-hmm. For sure. You are your own worst enemy. The popular thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, big time. So, within the whole creative process, what is your favorite part? Is it hearing what the producer has written for the first time? Is it getting a new idea? Is it the final mm-hmm. mix? What is your favorite part in the whole process? Um, for me, it is because. Uh, like sometimes it's writing the songs because obviously I love writing the songs and stuff like that. You know, I write, I write too many songs. I've had to stop writing songs and just focus on, you know, rehearsing and stuff, but, but too many. And, and so like, sometimes you'll have a song that'll just come to you like that complete and it'll just be a beautiful process. You almost not want to give it up. You always don't want to finish 
writing it and putting it on paper because you'd be like, oh, it's just such a good feeling. I don't want to shut the door on that feeling just yet. Um, otherwise, it would be the very final touches after you've recorded the main vocal, after you've recorded all the instruments and you're adding, like, for example, the same dream has some atmospheric effects at the start of uh, wind. Um, and it's just, just those tiny little, like a little garnish on the top of a dish. It's all finished. You're just, you're plating up and you're just like a little bit of salt there, a little bit of cinnamon, whatever. And it's just, you know that everything's settled and you're just having a little bit of fun. Yeah. That's a good part. All the small details that just add that much more flavor. Mm, For sure. Absolutely. Exactly. So I want to ask now about the work behind the scenes. How do you go about marketing your music and um, recording artwork? Uh, how do you decide where to publish it and things mm-hmm. like that? So in terms of all that, I just sort of do a lot of that myself. I consult my producer. He's, he's very helpful because um, he, He's done all of that sort of stuff with his you know, Miami Horror Group and he's currently doing it with his Talent Over Group and stuff like that. Do it, they do a lot of their own things and, you know, they're on, um, they're on Triple J's Hot 100. At, uh, I think they're about 96 or something like that. But I, I just, you know, I admire that sort of self-creation of, um, of everything and I just, you know, sort of read about things and work out how, where to publish my music what companies to go with and talk to some different people. And when it comes to making album art or single art in this case, um, it's actually my own photography. Um, I do it on myself. So I, I design the, the layout and I um, produce the photos or other fine photos that I've taken previously that work. Um, and yeah, I use that. So it's, yeah, it's all self sort of produced. Lovely. Uh, and you mentioned earlier about um, your song was featured on some uh, playlists and in the New York radio um, kind of circuit. Yep. So how did that come about or how did you find out that people were picking up your song to use it? Um, <laughs> funny enough for that one, I actually got a call at 8.30 in the morning or it was something like that. It was some crazy hour. I mean, I shouldn't say 8.30 is a crazy hour, but it was a Sunday morning. Um, Fair enough. So, and it was like, I think it was a, um, it was a music supervisor for, what is it like, WNTB University Radio in upstate New York somewhere. And it was a lovely lady, uh, Leanne, I believe her name was. Um, and she's just like, you know, I've heard, you, I've heard your song and it's fantastic. I'm like, how'd you find it? She's like, oh, through Spotify, recommended. And uh, I was like, you know, this is amazing. Like, what the heck? This is so random. I totally didn't see this coming on a first thing on a Sunday morning. Um, and yeah, from that, she actually was very good friends with a couple of other radio stations in upstate New York and I made it to yeah, the, the edges of New York City. I'm not going to say New York City, but the edges of New York City. And um, yeah. So it was, awesome. it was exciting. And how did that impact on your Spotify listener numbers uh, or other metrics like that? Did it take off? Did you see a, a big spike? Um, yeah, I definitely saw a good spike and I saw some different, some uh, nice different regions. I already had a decent degree of US listeners, but I definitely saw a lot more for a good period of time there. 
Um, so it was nice to see some some sort of diversity in, in the spread of uh, continents and countries. Awesome. Next step is to get a billboard in Times Square, I reckon. <laughs> there, you got 10 million. <laughs> so you've touched on about how being a perfectionist has become an obstacle in your writing. Yep. Um, how will you deal with that in your future releases? Do you have anything like that you want to try out, like some, I guess, coping methods? I don't know if that's the right term, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know what you're saying for sure. Like I, I already am implementing it, especially in, yeah, in terms of recording, in terms of preparing for live performance and stuff like that. Like I had a yeah, fantastic live performance uh, last Saturday night that was, you know, went, went great. It was uh, my first time in a little while. Thank you very much. First time in a little while because of, you know, lockdowns and you know, cancel performance and stuff like that. But it's just really the idea, like I'm saying, just getting out there and trying to be comfortable with what you have and what you have produced and not, you know, freaking out about getting something the tiniest little bit wrong. It's almost like, uh, you know, to look at it in a bit of a funny way, it's almost like a punk attitude, punk music and stuff like that. They don't, they, Johnny Rotten, the Sex Pistols, he didn't care if his voice was, you know, you know, God save the queen. It, was, uh, it wasn't a beautifully sung melody or anything in any sense. It was just, God save the queen. So, like, I, I just feel that sort of... Uh, that sort of energy and that sort of feeling inside of me to just, you know, just bloody get on with it. You know what I mean? It's just, it, you're ready. You've got the stuff. Do it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's as much that's as really interesting to hear. So looking forward to the future, what direction yep. do you intend to take with your music? Do you plan to try out new sounds, instruments, uh, maybe branch into new genres? That mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, I do actually. I, um, I've, I love, so the two, two next songs that are up for release have, like I say, a similar arrangement, but they do have, they are lush in some way. They do have strings. You know, one of them has a nice gliding um, harp section, uh, things like that, harmoniums and things and all those sort of funny instruments. But I am looking to find more simplistic ways and not needing to fill out all the sounds you know, to the absolute walls. As much as I adore Pet Sounds and the Beach Boys, Brian Wilson's, you know, mindset and all of that sort of thing in terms of instrumentation, orchestral arrangement, I just feel like sometimes I need to sort of put that away for a little bit and uh, just present the song as it is, get the hook out there, you know, get the, get the melody and the lyrics out there for what it is. So, yeah, I think that there will be a, Slight change in sound, more of a simplification. Um, yeah. Awesome. You know, sometimes it's best to keep it simple. Like it's sure. awesome to just, you know, go crazy and do all that. But, you know, sometimes it's best to just have silences and, you know, keep it simple. So mm. that's interesting. I'm 100%. very, I'm looking forward to listening to that. <laughs> Me too. Um, so uh, what, do you have a rough five-year plan between now and I guess five years from now, which is 2027? Like, um, where, where do you want to take your music? Do you have like goals nah. or are you just going to take it day by day? It's, uh, I mean, it has to be a day by day process. I've never had an answer to what was your five-year goal. You know, everyone, <laughs> everyone's gotten that at some point in their life. Um, and even outside of music, even 
I was going to say, even when I was, you know, 10, what's your five-year plan? It seems pretty crazy. But, you know, I, I remember hearing that years ago and stuff like that. When you're in year 12 or whatever, what's your five-year plan? I've never had an answer because I feel like you can only prepare so much. If you pre- prepare yourself for that, unless, of course, you're like, oh, I'm going to do medicine, so I'm going to be a university for four years or five years, and then I'm going to specialize in something. Yeah, like... Music is just such a, it's an open ocean sort of thing. I have to take each wave as it comes. So yeah, one day at a time. All right. I think that's a lovely note to finish on. So (laughs) Raphael, why don't you give the listeners what they want? Where can they find you? How can they stay up to date with new releases? All right. You can find me on Instagram at rafaellove.music. And you can also find me on my website, which is just rafaellovemusic.com. Dot com, and I chose rafaellove.music.com because rafaellove.com costs something like $60,000 to own because someone owns it and everybody uses it. Who knows? Who knows? And you can also find me on Spotify and all streaming platforms. Perfect. Lovely. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for yeah, your thank time. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks um, for having me. It's fantastic. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform to never miss another episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at music.app for all the latest updates and constant music recommendations. Be sure to head over to our website, musicdiscovery.com to find our track of the week, curated playlists, blogs, and so much more. 